When I was a kid, I really used to love going in the pool. But when I was seven years old, that all changed. I didn't really understand it at the time, but it really makes me unsettled. So I lived in a small town. It had a small park and pool. The park was right next to the pool. Then there was a long strip of baseball fields. So my mom took me to the pool and we had just paid for the day and went in. The pool layout is kinda like this. It was a long pool with the deep section as soon as you walked in. No diving boards. Then there was a five foot section. I really don't know how else to describe it. It had ropes and lining on each section for people to swim back and forth. Then it curved into the shallow area with some tall slides and the most shallow area. It had a palm tree that dumps water and a small kid slide as well. That served as the baby pool, I guess, because all the little kids were always there. So I was in that section right under the palm tree. My mom was over on a chair reading a book. And before you guys say anything, I knew how to swim a little bit. So anyways, I was playing in the pool when this middle-aged woman came up to me with two kids. One was about my age, and the other was about 12. The woman had dark shades over her eyes, and dark black hair, and very pale skin. I didn't really think much of it because it was crowded, and parents were with their kids all the time down there. The woman then said to me, Hi, can you play with my kids? I didn't look her in the eyes, but I said hi back, and I then nodded. Kind of a strange question, but I was an only child, and not many kids lived on my street. So we went to the big slides, and the kid around my age said she couldn't swim, so me and the 12-year-old went up. As we're waiting in line for the slide, he had asked my name, and I asked his. Let's call him Billy. Billy then says after, if my brother were here, he would love this. I then stared at him and asked, where is he now? He turned his head away from me and then said, Oh, just forget I mentioned it. Then after that, we went down the slide a couple of times. He then pulled behind the slides. If that lady, I, I mean my mom, asked you to come with, don't. Now, I knew about stranger danger, but what a strange thing for a kid to say. Why? I asked. He was nervous, and he was bouncing in place and tapping his foot. It's for your own good, he says. Then he walks away. I found that really strange, but I went back to the shallow area. Not even two minutes later, the same lady walks up to me. Hey, would you like to come with us and get some lunch and ice cream? She asked sweetly. She was so nice, and she looked like any other mom. She didn't give any weird vibes. I opened my mouth to reply, but I looked over to the fields of chairs and then saw Billy standing next to the same girl and a different girl that looked around three years old. Uh, no thanks, I said to the woman. I looked around to see where my mom was, but I didn't see her anywhere. I began to panic. The lady then bent down to my level and said, we can get you a toy. How about a doll? You like that shit, right? Um, no, I said. 
then started to walk through the water to get away. She then grabbed my hand and started to pull me. Then I started screaming. Nobody cared though because it just looked like a mom dealing with her bratty child. I then bit her and she let me go. I then ran into the ladies restroom and I hid in the showers. I went into the stalls. After a couple of minutes passed and what felt like hours, I finally stepped out. There she was looking inside her locker. What do you want? She said to me. I cried. You're my kid now. She said. I tried to run and I had started screaming for my mom. The lady ran after me, then sang. Stop, you little shithead! I finally got out of the bathroom and my mom was waving at me from the fence. She had pizza. I ran out of the gate and ride to her. The lady wasn't following anymore. I then told my mom everything that happened and she called the police. But unfortunately, the woman was long gone at this point when they arrived. My childhood is a real blur to me, but that still lives fresh in my mind. This next part happened when I was 25. I'm 30 now. I was shopping in Walmart one day and I looked at the missing kids board and I actually saw Billy's face. I knew for sure that it was him. He had the same name and face. Billy went missing when he was nine and next to him was a three-year-old looking girl. Thanks for listening to my story. I know that it's long, but to everyone who thinks kidnappers are just old men, you're wrong. I want to thank Billy for saving my life that day. I really wish I would have saved yours in return. And that psycho woman at the pool who tried to kidnap me. Fuck you, and I hope you rot in hell. I'm in the UK, and the following encounter took place in the late 80s when I was 11. For a bit of background info, I was painfully shy as a child and was also very innocent. I wasn't very streetwise, and I also looked very young for my age. So when I was 11, I could have easily passed for eight or nine. I led a very sheltered childhood and was probably what you could call the typical only child. My mother was very strict, but she also had a tendency to panic over the slightest things. Worry was her middle name. On the plus side, I also had stranger danger drummed into me by my parents, and our school would also regularly invite people to come in and to warn us as to the dangers of speaking to strangers and going off with them. Thinking about it now, it's only when I became an adult that I realized that we were always warned about strange men whom I want to lure us away. And all her warnings, my mother had always advised me to approach a friendly looking lady if I was ever lost or needed help. I know that we live in a different time now, but it seems to me that we were never warned that women could be just as sinister and dangerous as men. Thus, I give you my scariest childhood encounter with an adult. At the time of this incident, I was in my last year of primary school and we were about to finish for the summer. It was a bright warm July day and our teachers decided to take my class to the local park for the afternoon. It was for a treat and to celebrate the end of term. We played some games and we had some really nice refreshments and at this point my best friend Nikki and I decided to leave the group to go play on the swings. 
I was really surprised that our teachers allowed us to do this. But given that there were 30 girls in our class, they probably didn't notice that we wandered off. The park itself was very large, and there was a small playground area with some swings on the other side of the park. We headed over to the swings, and we were chatting and giggling while we idly sat on the swings, as 11-year-old girls tend to do. I had been best friends with Nikki from day one, and we had practically been inseparable for four years. We were about to make the transition from primary school to secondary school. It was really bittersweet because I was quite glad to be leaving that primary school, but while Nikki was staying on to attend the secondary school, I was moving to a different school in another area. This is probably why we wanted to make the most of the remainder of our time at the school together, and why we just wanted to be away from the rest of the class. You know, to enjoy each other's company, as we always did. We were so busy chatting and laughing that we had failed to notice two women approach the swings. They must have been several feet away when I spotted them, and they were clearly making a beeline for us. We had no idea where they'd come from, because as far as we were aware, our class and teachers were the only people in that part of the park. Obviously, we hadn't been very vigilant or aware of our surroundings. The woman came right up to us and stood at what must have only been only a couple of feet away from us. I remember thinking that they looked too old to want to play on the swings. I noticed that they were both grinning, although not in a warm, friendly way, but more of a mischievous way. They started asking us how old we were and what we were doing there. I was always a very polite child, so I answered politely that we were 11 years old and that we were there with our class. I remember one of them smirking as she looked around the park. They seemed to hone in on me for some reason, and were far more interested in talking to me than they were to my friend. The very same woman then told me that they were both 18. I remember thinking that they looked a lot older than that, and they could have been in their late 20s or older. When you're a child, you tend to think that anyone who isn't a child seems a lot older, but even thinking about it now, I'm convinced that they were considerably older than 18. It seemed to be the same woman who was asking all the questions, while the other one simply just stared at us with this malevolent smirk. She then told me that they were both lesbians, but she used the D slur, and then she asked me if I knew what that was. I know that term would be considered very offensive these days, but this was the 80s, and the term was still used even back then. I had heard the term used once or twice, but I didn't really know what it meant. I shook my head and said no. At this point, I'm guessing that my friend knew what it meant because she suddenly looked very concerned. The women then said that it meant that they liked women. They then moved slightly closer. I know that there were only two of them, but somehow, it seemed like they were surrounding us. After all, we were only two small slender girls. The same woman then asked me if we were lesbians, but again, used the D slur to ask. This was after I had already told her how old we were. I honestly can't remember exactly what I said, but I was uncharacteristically bullshy and made a quip, most likely born out of nerves and fear. The woman suddenly looked annoyed and then snapped. Oh, so you think you're clever, do you? She then asked me if I knew what lesbians did and how they had sex. 
and again using the D-slur. Well, at this point, I knew that we were in serious trouble here. I spotted the look of panic and horror on my friend's face as well. She whispered to me, I don't know what to do. I was only half turned towards her because I wanted to keep an eye on what these women were doing. Without giving it a second thought, I whispered back, We need a teacher. My friend suddenly leaped up and then shouted really loudly, I'm gonna go get a teacher! Before bolting for the other side of the park, leaving me all alone with the two women. I honestly couldn't believe that she had left me alone with them. In hindsight, we should have both run back to our class, and I honestly don't know why I didn't do that. But I sat on the swing very composed, because I told myself that I didn't want to show them that I was afraid. Now that it was just me, they closed in on me, like lionesses closing in on their prey. Now it really did feel that I was surrounded. The main girl, let's say the ringleader, was now right in front of me, her legs almost touching mine. The other one was standing at the side. The thing that I remember most is the look of malevolence on both of their faces. The main one leaned over me and started rattling the chain of my swing and twisting. I thought to myself, oh no, I'm really in trouble now. I also wouldn't say that my friend was the fastest runner in the world, but I kept expecting her to appear with an angry teacher, but nothing happened. I suddenly thought, to hell with this, and I gave the woman who was leaning over me a huge shove. I was able to get past her, and I ran like the wind, not looking back. I don't know if my life really depended on it or not, but I ran as if it had. I could hear both of the women laughing and shouting in mocking voices. Run away then. Go and get your teacher. See if we care. When I arrived back at our group, my friend had told me that she had told the teacher but she just dismissed her and hadn't taken her seriously. Now, I had never thought that highly of those particular teachers, but I couldn't believe that she hadn't even bothered to come over and check, especially as she knew that I was over there alone. Thankfully, my friend and I were soon able to shake off our scary experience, but it's still something that I think about from time to time. To this day, I really don't know what those two women were planning for me and what their intentions were. I don't know what possesses two grown women to decide to scare and intimidate two young girls. Was it just for perverse kicks? I don't know. I'm just so glad that I decided to leg it back to my class instead of waiting for my friend to return with the teacher, especially as the teacher had no intention of coming over. I really don't know what would have happened if I hadn't, and thinking about that, well, it really gives me the chills. Please stay safe, everyone, and especially if you're a child. This happened during my childhood, I would say I was probably around six or seven years old at the time, but definitely really young. I lived in Bullhead City, Arizona at the time, and my brothers and I went to have a getaway with one of our childhood parental figures. Her name is Caroline. We did many things, such as going to the arcade, having lunch at Sonic, and went around the town. This all happened in Laughlin, Nevada at one of the many casinos. I'm pretty sure it was the Colorado Bell, but I could be wrong. 
Anyways, there was a kid-friendly area where there was arcades and stuff that we could do. I remember very well the game that I was playing was Skee-Ball. For those who don't know what Skee-Ball is, it's a game where you take like five or six balls and you roll it up a rim to try and dump it in a projected score and then you gain tickets to get a prize after you're done with the arcade. During the game, I had taken it upon myself to cheat and climb up the ramp and then manually dump the balls in the higher points. Yeah, I know. Real mature. Well, when doing so, an older woman probably in her 30s or early 40s watched me do this, and I smiled at her, yet I felt embarrassed. From what I could remember because it was so long ago, she had a creepy smile on her face, and she told me that she didn't have a problem with what I was doing, and I remember her asking if I wanted to go with her somewhere. Being young and extremely naive about the situation, I would have said yes, but I guess the angels above were watching over me, or maybe Caroline just knew what was going on. All I can remember next, though, was that there was a few police officers in the casino that surrounded her, and had then assessed the situation, and to the best of my knowledge, the woman was apparently a well-known drug addict. In Laughlin, Nevada in the early 2000s, this was not an uncommon thing. The homeless and junkies swarmed the area. And not to mention, drug addicts and gambling go hand in hand, considering there was a casino not far from where we were. Well anyways, they ended up escorting her out, and we went about our day. And that's pretty much the end of it. Okay, so fast forward years later, I'm now 27 years old and I live in Washington, and I always knew this happened, and I would always keep replaying it in my head. So I finally called both my mom and dad and asked if they remembered anything about me being almost kidnapped. Both of them told me they couldn't remember anything, and they told me it must have been a bad dream of some sort. But I know for sure that it wasn't a dream, because I remember so much from this day, and a child's memory does not lie. I remember it happening. Maybe they just forgot it happened over time. Or maybe Caroline just didn't tell my parents that this happened. I guess to avoid not being able to see us again. I also know that time can be a factor and can make people forget. But I was a child and I remember everything from my childhood and I know that this happened. So to conclude this, to the creeper junkie who wanted to take me away, I'm strong and I won. I really hope you never did that to any other kid, and I hope you got the help you needed. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always, stay.